Welcome to Show Your Scars with me, Jordan Angeli. Using my experience as a former professional athlete, I will take you inside the journey back from a devastating injury. Although we may not choose for this to happen to us, we appreciate who we become in the process. Now, let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strength and show our scars with pride. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to be back with this new season of Show Your Scars. It is going to be filled with so many great interviews, and I can't wait to get going. So I'm going to introduce you to our first guest this season. Dennis Thompson is an exercise physiologist turned inventor, entrepreneur, and developer of neurotherapy. Dennis was always curious about why atrophy happened, and through his curiosity, he has built one of the most life-changing techniques I have ever come in contact with. Dennis and I talk about his business, ARP Wave, how he got started, and how it works. Our conversation is so powerful, and I even lost it, just the thought of what could have been, what will be for so many of you, and him calling me a professional athlete again, or still, is something that really brought me joy. We are now working on something really cool and special together, but until those videos come out, I just need you guys to meet my new friend, Dennis. So here's my conversation with Dennis Thompson, founder of ARP Wave. Dennis, it's so nice to officially meet you and get to chat uh, about what you do because, man, my mind is a little bit blown and I can't wait to bring something different to this community of Show Your Scars people and um, maybe even, dare I say, prevent some of these injuries from reoccurring. Yeah, you say it. Absolutely. I love that. Um, So, Dennis, can you just introduce yourself to the audience and, and let them know what you do? Sure, I'd be happy to. And, and first off, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I enjoyed our earlier conversation. Um, my name is Dennis Thompson. I'm the uh, developer, the creator of a technology uh, called neurotherapy. Neurotherapy is a therapy which works on why you have an ACL, not where your ACL failed has nothing to do with the ACL. Every one of your listeners who have an ACL injury all believe it's because of trauma or because of an incident or because of athletics. Those are impetuses, but that's not why you have an ACL problem. If your muscles were doing what they were supposed to do and it has nothing to do with strength, fitness, uh, or anything like that, It has to do with how your brain communicates to your muscles to act as shock absorbers. Muscles are shock absorbers. Mm -hmm. If they don't absorb shock, shock is going to go to tendons, ligaments, and joints. So every person who's listening today who has a tendon, a ligament, or a joint problem doesn't have a physical problem. That's where the problem ended up. Right. They have a neurological break in communication, which is causing the problem. Mm-hmm. If you work and solve the problem, you do surgery on an ACL, you haven't solved the problem. You just fix the damage caused by the problem. Right. The problem's still there. That's why many people, such as yourself, have multiple ACLs. 
My patients don't have multiple ACLs because we find out why they had the first one and prevent it by simply transferring the force curve of the athletic activity, whether it's running, jumping, tackling, whatever it is. And we move that force curve back into the muscles where it's supposed to go. Wow. And you cannot do it lifting weights. Right. So I, th- I think it's super interesting and something that even post-surgery, you're, you're re-establishing these, you know, you, you've been cut into. And so some of those currents that maybe weren't the problem originally might become the problem uh, of muscles not properly functioning after surgery too. So this is something that people could do not only as a preventative method of saying, okay, um, just scanning my body and wanting to be the best physical athlete and being able to stay healthy, but also after you, if you do have an injury, you could perform the tests that you have and reestablish those, uh, what would you call it? Currents, I guess. To- it's actually neurocommunication. So okay. Let me ask you this. I okay. mean, in our conversations, you've had multiple ACLs, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. How long did it take you on average to recover from your ACL injury or surgery? Just to get back to playing or get back to the point where I was like, I feel like I am myself again, because those are different things to me. Feel like yourself again. Um, The first time I never got back there because I retore my ACL within a year. Um, And then I would say it took me probably two years, I would say, to feel like myself, like, because then I was suffering from multiple injuries. Right. And so working through a little bit more, but I would say most people I talk to, they say a year. Most doctors will tell you that it takes roughly one year. Mm -hmm. And these are what I call conservative surgeons. I work with a little bit more aggressive surgeons, the NFL surgeons, national football league. Mm -hmm hockey guys, et cetera, et cetera. They're about six to nine months, but most of them are at at a year. Okay. Ask yourself the question, why it takes so long? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like you're rebuilding everything, right? You're going from this atrophy state of muscles to rebuilding those muscles so they can function like they used to, or hopefully better than they used to. Right. So you can prevent the injury from happening again. Do you have atrophy? Yes, I have atrophy. Okay. Everybody has atrophy throughout the world. Wow. We discussed atrophy. I'm an exercise physiologist. The reason I created this therapy Mm -hmm. is because atrophy cannot possibly be physical. You went through the best therapists, the best right. strength coaches, the best training programs, and you still have atrophy. Mm-hmm. Everybody on this audience has atrophy. Everybody throughout the world who has any kind of injury or surgical process has atrophy. My patients don't. As wow. a matter of fact, we talk about the actual recovery time for an ACL. Mm-hmm. You got a double blind study that shows that we can get you back in 16 weeks, weeks, what? What? months or a year, 16 weeks. I've had some of the leading athletes in the world 
returned from a complete ACL, MCL, PCL, LCL, and quad tendon in nine weeks. Wow. And I never worked, nor did any of my therapists work on the ACL, right. MCL, PCL, LCL, or quad tendon. We worked on why they failed, hmm. not where they failed. Yeah. Well, the thing that you just said is atrophy isn't physical, it's neurological. So that's 100%. where you where you tapped into and and talk about when you discovered that and how ARP Wave and what you're doing is uh it basically was born out of that and now you have the ability to do what you're doing. Well, I think I couldn't answer as a physiologist, I couldn't answer a simple question. I mean, I asked my professor in college, why do we have atrophy? And the answer was well, it's a part of the healing process. Huh. No, it's not a part of the healing process. It has nothing to do with the healing process. Right. Why you have atrophy? Real simple answer. Take an electrical cord and cut it in half. Does it send electrical current? The answer is no. Yeah. That's what happens when you do surgery. Hmm. That's what happens when you have an injury. You create a bioelectrical short. And now you go into surgery and you cut into a muscle that is controlled by an electrical current. Does it not make sense if you cut into an electrical wire, you may have a problem down the road? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense to me. <laughs> it, it's pure, simple logic. But, yeah. but it, like I said, I work with the leading doctors throughout the country. And, right. and when we're talking like this, we have some very interesting and spirited conversations. You can't blame a doctor. No. Because they only know what they've been taught. And there is not a doctor out there, including a neurologist, who's taught about the neurology of an ACL injury. Mm -hmm. You ask a doctor, an orthopedic surgeon, Hey, doc, what's the neurological reason I have this ACL? And they'll look at you like you got three heads. There is no such thing. The reason we created and I created neurotherapy mm -hmm. is because I wanted to work on why a patient has a problem, yeah. not where they have the where. problem. ACL or what the problem is, right? Yeah, it's where the problem is. Yeah. A total joint. How many people have you ever heard of that said, oh, I'm bone on bone. I got to get a brand new knee. It's absurd. Yeah. If your muscles are doing what they're supposed to do, mm -hmm. you would never have that issue. Now that brings up a bigger problem. Okay. Because you as an athlete and all the athletes listening to this right now, they've trained their entire life by working on what? the hardware, yeah. getting the muscle bigger, stronger, and faster. Okay. Yeah. So I'm bigger, stronger, and faster, and I'm more prone to injury. Does that make sense to you? No. no. Yeah. What controls the muscle is a neurological flow of information. And most people, especially athletes, the lower motor neurons don't communicate correctly to the upper motor neurons. If I went into any athletic organization or any business organization 
and gave them a simple neurological test that I created and developed, 99% are going to fail the test. Wow. Which means (laughs) 99% are either at risk Mm -hmm. of a muscle skeletal injury or have already had one. Yeah. It's that simple. I have a question. So you're saying, you know, does this develop as we become bigger, stronger, faster athletes, right? Is it get, is that tend to make things worse or when, when do you notice these, um, neurological pathways getting severed or there being a discrepancy? Four years old. Four years old. Wow. Four years old. I think everybody listening to this is probably There's older than four. Only so one way to move. If I ask you mm-hmm. or anyone in the audience to stand up and do a squat, I guarantee you the first thing I'm going to see is the knees go forward. Mm-hmm. If I ask a two-year-old to do a squat, I guarantee the butt goes back and the knees go back, not forward. Yeah. We lose that ability. That's a hardwired ability. We lose that ability by the time we're three or four years old because what? Toilet. Model and watch mom and dad walk, sit, and stand. Right. Aren't toilets a big? I've heard toilets too, just the way that. W- Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so interesting. Wow. Um, I have so many questions. The thing that you, that gets brought up is for me personally, before my first ACL injury, I had a nerve issue in the back of my right, my left hamstring and it was my sciatic nerve. And I think it was this repetitive motion. I was playing on the left side of the field. So I was crossing the ball with my left foot and like uh, trying to get a spin on it. And when you do that, you're kind of whipping your leg across your body. And, um, you know, I am like, wow, if I would have addressed that and had this treatment that you're talking about, maybe the, whatever that was compensating for neurologically, we could have created that, you know, reconnected that pathway and then prevented this whole thing from happening. So your body was talking to you. you oh, for just sure. didn't know how to listen. For sure. And the trainer didn't know how to listen because, oh, I got a tight hamstring. Oh, yeah. I'm normally tight. My calves are normally tight. How many times have you heard people say that? Yeah. Okay, why are you tight? Yeah. You're tight because your brain is sending a signal to that muscle to be in that position to protect Mm. you. And you know what else, Dennis, that's interesting is, and I tell people this all the time going through rehabilitation and recovery is you have to listen to your body. And I learned that because of that, right? Because of that, I was having this nerve issue and I knew that I was having that issue, but I could play. And that was the, that's how my brain was wired as this high level athlete, but I could play. So I was going to play at the same time. We have to be able to recognize and say, okay, our body is clearly sending us some signals here that we need to address something. And so, um, I just thought that was very relevant to what we're talking about and something that, you know, I've learned from, and I want to make sure other people learn from that. And I think that what you're providing is such a different and new way to think about things and maybe not new for some people, but I want to know like, okay, people are listening to this and they're like, Whoa, Dennis, this is so cool. Of course our brains control everything, right? How, how can I get the treatment that you're talking about this neurotherapy? How, what's the next step that people could do? Well, people that are 
that, that have a, a therapeutic need. I mean, it, what I say sounds too good to be true. It really you know? does. So here's what I'm willing to do. I'll send them a $20,000 piece of medical equipment at no cost. We'll spend one hour of our time doing one treatment, no cost. At the end of that treatment, one of two things is going to happen. Either it did work and you want therapy because you're going to know right away, or it didn't work and just send the equipment back. Now, before we talk further about that, yeah. let me explain that every person who's going through therapy right now, who has a hard time getting into a 90 degree position without mm. pain, mm -hmm. if I put this device on the VMO, that's the inside of the quad and the right. lateralis on the outside of the quad, you could come out of surgery in one day and I can have your butt sitting on your calves and there's gonna be no pain. Why? Because I am using an external device to tell the muscle what to do correctly instead of incorrectly. If that knee goes forward, you're at risk. If that knee is behind the ankle, you're not at risk. Everybody out there who thinks they don't have range of motion, they do. Mm -hmm. They just can't do it on their own wow. because their brain won't turn off the protection mechanism to get them to that position. Right. So if it didn't hurt and if it wasn't restricted, you would do it. What I do is take away the hurt, take away the restriction all naturally through your brain to allow the muscle to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. By the way, the hamstring pulls you down, the quad pushes you up. I've worked with Manchester United. I've worked with all of the FIFA teams. I can tell you, yeah. soccer players are single-handedly the worst next to football players of using the hamstring correctly. Yeah, You're not trained on how to pull, you're trained on how to push. Yeah. So if you don't use that pulling muscle, as good of an athlete as they are, they're an eight cylinder car using four cylinders. Mm. When they start working with us, we get all eight cylinders working. What do you think happens to their competitive abilities at that point? Oh my gosh. They go right off the chart. Yeah. That is so cool. And it's all about neurology. Yeah. For sure. All about neurology. And, and that's one of the things when we first um, met and had a conversation via email, you reached out in the first sentence that, that you sent me, Dennis really caught my eye and made me, this is why I was like, I need to talk to him. Why? This is what you said. Why sh we should talk about why ACL recovery takes so long and it has nothing to do with the ACL. And, right. you, and, and that's everything that you've been saying. And even that to, to aid in the recovery process, um, you know, of course, that's something that we want and we want to restructure mm -hmm. our muscles to be able to do what they do properly after we get fixed, right? Like if you're a high level athlete and you tear your ACL, there's no other choice. You have to get your ACL fixed you have to have that process. But right. after you come out of surgery, it's not just, you know, because of the atrophy, the swelling, the pain, 
that's what takes so long. And if you can, like you're saying, eliminate those, some of those factors and get people's bodies back to making these connections quicker, that neurologically, that just blows my mind and is such a different way of thinking about things. Well, again, it is a different way. I mean, it's a different way for any athlete to think of because they've, they've been trained that, okay, you play soccer to prepare your body to play soccer. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not how the Russians train people to play soccer. They prepare the body to perform the task. Don't perform the task to prepare the body. So right then and there, you've got a, a huge disconnect in the way we train. But when you talk about rehab, You ask any doctor who's listening to this show right now or any of these people who are listening to the show goes and asks their doctor, doc, can I, how do I speed up this recovery? The answer is you can't. That's what you're going to hear from the medical community. You can't. Mm -hmm. Can I slow it down? Oh yeah, you can slow it down. Well, wait a minute. If I can slow it down, why can't I speed it up? See, that's the first thing I heard as a physiologist. And I said, whoa, whoa, time out. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. I'm a why guy, not a where guy. You're a where guy. I'm a why guy. So Uh why can't I speed up recovery? And they said, well, it takes this long for tissue to heal. Okay. So let me ask a hypothetical question. If we flooded the damaged tissue with blood, Number one, mm-hmm. if you took all the force and all the load off that tissue, would it heal faster? Oh, yeah, yeah, that would heal fast, much faster. Well, what the hell do you think I do? That's exactly what I do. I flood that area of blood. Now, has gone through three surgeries? Yeah. Oh, me? I've, you know I've gone through seven knee blood surgeries. It's hard Just to get to your else. knee. Yeah. It's hard to get to your ankle. It's hard to get to any joint. Why? Because we're not designed that way. Mm. So what I do is I use an external device, ramp up the nervous system, get the nervous system to send blood to the affected area and take force out of the area. Where I got to take it. Where do I put it? I can't put it in the ACL. I don't want to put it in the sutures. I don't want to put it in the, in the, uh, in the tendons. Where do I want to put it? In the muscle. Yeah. So I then create a method by which we train the muscle to do and take away the force out of the knee. So cool. And by doing that, every one of your listeners are going to rapidly increase their recovery. Right. And it's almost as if something you had mentioned earlier is that there's these common misconceptions about the way our body functions. And you really think of our bodies as a computer. Can you elaborate on that and explain to people? Yes. I I think we all need to think of ourselves as a computer and every computer has two components. It has hardware and software. Mm -hmm. The hardware are your muscles, tendons, ligaments, and joints. The software is your nervous system. So let me ask you a question. If you turn on a computer and it doesn't have software, does it work all that well? No, you can't do anything with it. (laughs) Not at all. But yet we all, and I mean everybody listening and every single doctor in the country and throughout the world is trained in the hardware. Not what controls 
the hardware. Mm -hmm. I created a therapy and a technology to work on why you have a problem and how to solve it and how to prevent it from happening again. Right. And it's all neurological. So I, I worked with, since you're a soccer player, I'll bring this up to you. I'm sure you've heard of AC Milan. So oh, AC course. Milan, about 13, 14 years ago, uh, they heard about us and, and through the soccer community, uh, we were Fiorentina and, and Parma and all these guys. Mm -hmm. and so they heard about us. And so the doctor called me and he said, look, I don't believe a word you're saying. <laughs> I said, hey, I, I fully I get understand it. I get it. <laughs> skepticism, but I won't accept cynicism, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, let me prove it to you. He said, well, how would you do that? And I said, well, do you have anybody that's got an ACL or MCL, PCL, LCL or quad tendon problem? He said, yeah, that's about a quarter of our team. Yeah. And I said, okay, give me one of your best players. Send a doctor over to the United States. And within about two days, you'll see what I'm talking about. And they said, well, how about if we do this? How about if we send you to Italy and you do the treatment and we'll do an MRI okay. before and after every treatment and oh, wow. ultrasound before and after treatment. And if you can do what you say you can do, then you've got our interest and then we'll believe you. I said, okay, no problem. Fine. I'll go to Italy. So they flew me over. I sat down. <laughs> The first athlete they had was their number one uh, player and had a quad tendon problem. This kid could not stay on a soccer pitch for probably two weeks to three weeks. And he was down for six weeks, two wow. weeks, three weeks, down for six weeks. Had four ACL surgeries, same side, same issue. So the doctor comes in who happens to be, and I don't know if you know this, but cardiologist in FIFA control the group, not okay. orthopedists. Right. Here in this country, orthopedists control mm -hmm. the medical care. There in Europe, in the EU, it's cardiologists. So this doctor walks in and he says, okay, so what are we gonna do? And I said, well, the first thing we're gonna do is test him to see if his nervous system is working correctly. And he said, what? I said, we're gonna test him to see if his nervous system is working correctly. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to lay him down on this table. I'm going to raise his leg up. I'm going to press down on it. If he can resist me and turn on the hamstring, then I know there's communication. Mm -hmm. I raise this guy's leg up. Now, keep in mind, this guy's elite a athlete, phenomenal soccer player. Yeah. Phenomenal, incredibly strong. I took one finger and pushed his leg down, and he freaked out. He said, That's impossible. Put my leg back up there. He could not hold it. I said, Look, this is not a strength test. This is a test to determine how quickly your brain is sending a signal to your hamstring. No, by the way, yours ain't sending a signal at all to your hamstring. It's all going to your quad. Henceforth, your quads get tired. Let me ask you this. Do your hip flexors ever bother you? Oh, yeah, they bother me all the time. This is, have you ever asked anybody why your hip flexors bother you all the time? You're running all the time. Well, I just thought it was part of soccer. No, it's not part of soccer. So then the doctor said, what are you going to do next? I said, okay, Mario, tell me where it hurts. And he points to me where it hurts. And I put an electrode right there and I turned up the electrode of power. And I said, 
what does that feel like? And he said, I don't hardly feel anything at all. I said, that's where the problem ended. He mm -hmm. said, what do you mean? I said, that's where your problem ended. Now let's go find out where it's coming from. Would you like to do that? And the cardiologist says, how are you going to do that? I said, I'm going to search for sodium potassium leakage. Wherever I find sodium potassium leakage, I'm going to find scar tissue. Wherever I find scar tissue, I'm going to find no cell communication. Wherever I find no cell communication, I'm going to find no neural communication. So how in the world is the muscle going to know what to do? He said, well, how are you going to do that? I said, well, watch. So I scanned his body and we, we found this spot. It was in his glute on his mm -hmm. opposite side, on his left side, on his glute, and his calf on the right side. Those are the two hot spots. Now he's got an ACL and a quad tendon problem on the right side. Right. I'm on the left side on one side and on the opposite distal from the side, from his injury. Right. Point. The cardiologist says to me, uh, what are you gonna do now? And I said, well, the first thing we're gonna have him do is move. What range of motion is he restricted in? Oh, he can't get below 90 degrees because it creates pain of three or four. Wow. I said, okay, how long has this been going on? He gave me the number. I said, okay, I'm gonna have him go into a position that you don't believe he can do and he doesn't believe he can do, but I need to show his brain that he can do it because if I show his brain he can do it, he can do it. So every one of your listeners out there who yes. are suffering from the fact that they're stuck at 90 degrees, you're not stuck at 90 degrees. Your brain's telling you you're stuck at right. 90 degrees. But if I put you in the right position right this second without my equipment on, I'm going to have you go 120, 135 degrees without pain. The caveat is you got to be in the right position. You can't get there by yourself. So I'd have right. to give you some clues and techniques uh -huh. on how to do that. So after we did the first treatment, the doctor says to me, okay, we're going to do an MRI. And I'll let you know what the results are. And I said, well, the next treatment is scheduled for uh, four hours from now. Mm -hmm. He said, okay, well, we'll have the MRI by that time. And then we'll do another one at, the, at that time. In two days time, a three and a half centimeter tear was down to a one centimeter tear evidenced by their own MRI. And he said to me, you're creating a medical dilemma for me. I said, what would that be? He said, what you just demonstrated, what this therapy has just demonstrated goes against absolutely everything we've ever done for our athlete. Wow. So I said to him, being a smart aleck at that time, a little bit younger, I said, you got two choices. You want to change? Or do you want to continue doing the same thing mm -hmm. you've been doing, expecting a different outcome? By the way, that's a definition insanity. of insanity. <laughs> Yes. He said, uh, we'll change. Wow. My mind is blown. So now get this. That team in soccer is evaluated injury-wise as injuries per thousand hours of playing soccer. Okay. That's how FIFA evaluates the entire league. Okay. And the average, the average is 14 hamstring injuries per thousand hours. Right. The average is four ACLs in a thousand hours. 
Oh my gosh. Now, AC Milan spent 3.5 million euros trying to figure out how they could prevent injury. Mm -hmm. Here's what they got for their 3.5 million euros. If we reduce the intensity of practice by 5%, we will reduce the number of injuries by 5%. Okay. When I explained to them, we can prevent all of your injuries by simply getting the muscles to do what they're supposed to do. And each of your athletes spends roughly about a minute and a half to two minutes preparing to play. They don't stretch. They don't use ice. They don't use any type of medication. And all we do is neurologically prepare them. Let's see what the results are. So we did that. 1,000 hours later, zero hamstring injuries and zero ACLs. Tennis. Oh, my gosh. How am I just learning of this? This is incredible. It is, but here's why you're just learning about it. We've been in the, I hate to use the word, but we've been in the classes business, not the masses. Mm -hmm. So if you could afford us, we right. work with you. Right. And soccer clubs could afford us. Professional athletes could afford us. High level executives could afford us. I want to help as many people as humanly possible. That's why I'm on your show. Yeah. I want to get the message out that, hey, we can help you. And we figured out a way to have your insurance cover it if it's done in your doctor's office. Or we'll finance you for a fraction of what your drugs are costing you right now. Right. So the whole idea is, is to get the knowledge out that the ACL is not the problem. Mm -hmm. The ACL is where the problem ended. And the problem is a neurological problem, not a physiological problem. Yeah. And because you found that out, it's not just, I know we, we talk a lot about ACLs and you're very specific to the sports right now, but this goes beyond that. Like this is a treatment that anybody can do. And Absolutely. it helps, it helps so many different people from different walks of life. Just, um, as you said, towards the beginning, evaluating atrophy and saying, okay, there, we have to create this neuroplasticity, right? Relearning how to correctly use our body. And I, I am like, when can I, when can I get my hands on this? So I can evaluate my, like, I want to get, I want to do this. Absolutely. And as I told you, I mean, you know, COVID-19 has kind of put a gasoline on our fire. We, we started out because keep in mind, we work all over the world. Uh-huh. So we send equipment to somebody at no cost. We work with them at no cost to show them we can help them. I don't right. want anybody not knowing that we can help them. If we right. can help them, it's a fraction of what they're going through right now. When you see an NFL player or an NHL player, an NBA player, a major league baseball player come back from a any type of muscle skeletal injury in a radically short period of time, mm -hmm. that's us. That's us. So did you work with Jerry and Rice? We can do because... it for every single one of your audience, you included. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's make that connection. How do we, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with you personally and get this to me so I can test myself. But tell our audience how can they get in, in touch with you, Dennis, and what's the next the best way to do it is just go to our website. It's A as in Apple, R as in Robert, P as in Paul, wave like an ocean wave.com. Uh, go into there. We offer a free trial. So go under products. You'll see therapy products. You'll see performance products. It's all right there. If they would like to try a free trial, I'll give them the link right now. It's ARP Wave. That's A as in Apple, R as in Robert, P as in Paul, wave.com backslash FST. Free single treatment. If they fill out that form, we'll send them a unit, no cost. We'll invite them to talk to us. My therapist will work with them for 20 days in a row. No matter where they're at in their therapy, they will be light years ahead of where they're at right now. Wow. What if it's a, what if it's a physical therapist who's listening to this and they're like, I got to try this. Same thing with a physical therapist. Okay. Now, All right. people always ask me, what's the difference between neurotherapy mm -hmm. and physical therapy? Yeah. And the answer is very, very simple. As much rehab as you've done, you've probably seen physical therapists who are extremely skilled at what they do. Yes. Very, very knowledgeable. You've seen them work with somebody who just got a fractured arm. So the cast comes off and they're stuck in that, in that, in that bend, right? And they're mm -hmm. supposed to get them into extension. What happens when they pull down on that arm to get that person into extension? What happened to you when you had to try and get into extension or flexion? It hurt like sin and you fought them like crazy, right? Yes. Okay. So let's use that as an example. So let's say you have a, a fractured arm or let's say the ACL, let's say it's stuck at 90 degrees and we're doing 90, 90 on you. We're pushing on your leg right. and you're fighting it. It hurts, right? Yeah. Which oh would gosh. you prefer? If I put our electronic equipment on you, run the signal through the nerve at the right time, I can put your leg without any effort at all I can put you at 135 degrees with zero pain and zero you fighting me. Which would you prefer? Why am I able to do that? Is yeah. because I'm taking the patient or the athlete or the individual out of what's called a sympathetic fight or flight situation and putting them into rest and recovery. Wow. I put you in parasympathetic within one minute. So the guy with the broken arm, mm -hmm. okay. Ask yourself what muscles extend the arm. So if you're a physical therapist, you know it's the tricep. I was gonna say maybe the tricep. Right? So let me think about this a second. I'm pulling down on the arm, the bicep pulls back up and it hurts like sin. What I do is I put an electrode on the tricep and one on the hip flexor on the opposite side, turn the power up, the arm straightens out no pain, no muss, no fuss. And 10 seconds later, your arm is perfectly straight. That is so cool. Now, and also our bodies are so cool. Four to five weeks of messing around and going to a physical therapist. 
And for the physical therapist, I feel so sorry for them because they're fighting a neurological signal. I have a method by which you just change the signal. There's no reason to fight if you change the signal. So when you're talking about that signal getting changed, is it then there and it's the signal's good? It is, but it's always going to go back to its pattern. Keep in mind, you have been living in a pattern for years and years and years, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm going to disrupt that in the first session. I'm going to disrupt the pattern for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you, look, Jordan, the reason you have to go through 20 sessions is because every day I'm going to break that pattern longer. Totally. You get to 20 days, you're never going to know you had the pattern because you have a brand new pattern. 20 days. 20 days. I'm not kidding you, but I have watering eyes. Like you've never pushed off before. You'll have speed that you've lost. Do you think you've lost? You haven't. All I'm going to do is allow you to demonstrate your skill that right now your body is not allowing you to do. Wow. Honestly, my eyes watered because that is like, it's just so cool hearing that that could be my life again. Absolutely. Jordan, we've treated probably every time I treat a patient. Yeah. It's the greatest feeling in the world. I bet. My therapists live in the greatest, greatest job they could ever imagine. They make good money, but more importantly, they change the quality of life of every single person they touch. Yeah. Every single person. So How cool. many doctors can you tell me that will tell you 95% of the things they do is correct? Hmm. I can't think of it one. Isn't. Yeah. It's not magic. All we're doing is working on why, not where. Totally. And it's not magic. It's our bot. Our bodies are incredible. Absolutely. And you're just working with our bodies for them to be able to do your body to demonstrate your skills. Okay. Dennis, this is so cool. Um, I feel like in some ways, in in some way, when I do this, I should document it to show, to show the, my audience, what happened. You know, like I, I told you I had three ACLs. I had seven total knee surgeries. I, what? Yeah, I had three ACLs, two two meniscus, a bone graft, like all. Yeah, it's I I know I know all but on the same side. All on the same side. Oh my God, Jordan, you're why I'm in business. I know I don't want to be. I think this is <laughs> what you've had to go through. Mm-hmm. It's criminal. Yeah, I agree. It is absolutely it robbed you of your dream. It did. That's not right. That's not right. It's not right. There's technology <laughs> that will change all that. And that's why I'm so happy. Whew. I didn't think I was getting emotional, but but really that makes emotional. me so excited. It makes me so excited. And um, I will, I will um, document all of this because I want people to see what is possible. And I'm just so thankful, Dennis, that I met you and I got to share this and I get to um, tell this story because I think this will be really cool for people to see. I'll be your therapist. Okay. I'll send you the equipment. We'll document it. Okay. The very first day, you will not believe what you're going to be able to do. You just the very first day. (laughs) And again, it's not going to last. Right. 
we have to create that new pattern. Right. That's the neuroplasticity. That is the neuroplasticity. You know, it was 20 years ago when I started, every scientist believed that the brain was hardwired. You couldn't change it. I've been changing the brain for over 20 years. And now all of a sudden we got this magical word called neuroplasticity (laughs) that says the brain's plastic. Well, obviously the brain is plastic. If you you watch someone who has a uh, impinged knee or they have a scar tissue or they have a fibrotic knee or they Mm -hmm. have a frozen shoulder, which there are no such things as a frozen shoulder. You go under, you go under anesthesia, right? Mm-hmm. The surgeon grabs a hold of your arm or your leg and moves it any way it wants to go. Right. Now, if it was anatomical, he couldn't do that. That's such a good point. <laughs> so, and then all of a sudden you start feeling it again and your brain's, whoa, 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 I can't do that. What I do is take away the fear by demonstrating you can do it without pain and then by reestablishing that you are gaining strength and you gain it you're doing everything then in a way that your body is meant to be performing absolutely oh this is so cool i'm i am so excited to share this and so excited to get this, you know, opportunity out to everybody and then to document it. Dennis, this has been such a, a great conversation. Again, you can go to arpwave.com to check everything out, but I'll have everything linked in the show notes. And Dennis, just thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank and you. I, I can't wait to um, see how many people this helps. It's going to be fun working with you because it will be a very, very life-changing experience for you. Yeah. You deserve, you're way too, my God, you're way too young to go through that. Yeah. Way too young. All right. Well, let's get going, right? Let's reverse it. Okay. Sounds good to me. Thank you, Dennis. All right. So will you guys take Dennis up on his offer? I am about two weeks into therapy and... I just frog jumped down a track with zero pain. I never thought I would one, do that type of movement again after seven knee surgeries. But what I have been figuring out is what Dennis is talking about is the real deal. And it is incredible. It's been years since I ran. I ran. I've been running. I feel like my body is present in me again. And I think that's something that we all can if we've gone through an ACL injury, we can really attest to that. So I think you should take them up on it and give it a go. I'm going to set up a link for you guys to sign up and get connected with Dennis and make sure you take advantage of it. I hope you all love this episode. I can't wait to share more with you and see how this can positively affect so many of your journeys. So as always, we're here for you. We're rooting for you and go out there and show your scars with pride.